It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com what is going on everybody my name is Cutter Lawler welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays this is the Heroes for Hire podcast we are back again talking all the week's movie news entertainment news and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about everything to do with film as always I am joined by my partner in crime Mr. Sean me and Sean how's it going? Connor I think I fumbled the bag this week I'll be honest Uh, you know well why in that I forgot to go and see Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. Now, big movie. Big, big, big movie. movie. Big release. One of the headline movies of the year that we've both been looking forward to and we both generally talk about the big Marvel movies. And, here, and here's me show. thinking, I'm like, well, Sean will know that we want to do a review of it. So surely like, he'll pick up on I, that. I mean, he'll surely pick up on the subtleties of we do a movie show. Surely yeah, yeah, he'll be yeah. able to go, maybe I'll go see it. Maybe just even wait two hours. Um, imagine my surprise, Sean, when I come on the call today and I say, you're ready to go? And you said, for what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are we not just doing a regular movie Mondays today, Connor? So our Black Panther 2 review has been pushed back to next week. Sean, that's what, that's when all the hot takes come out, is two weeks after the release. Two weeks after is when you really get the real good stuff. That's the real nitty gritty of the movie industry. It's the real cream of the crop when everyone's already seen all the spoilers on Instagram. That's actually a good point. Maybe we can we can turn this around to be like we're letting you all see it. There Giving you go. Time, huh? you know. When, now, until when I we say decide I, to lift the spoiler ban. <laughs> when, when I say we or ye, I mean Sean. We're letting Sean see. I'm it. sorry, Mister. I forgot to see Shang Chi when that came out. Okay, <laughs> we're we're allowed one each. Okay, but and I'll tell you something. I got insulted for weeks. <laughs> yeah. And right, well, no, not rightly so. That was out of line of me, Connor. I really shouldn't have done that. And I expect you to learn from my mistakes. Um, also, um, if you missed it, we did a, a bit, a special Hero Zero on Friday. Um, all about, all based around Kevin Conroy after his sad death the previous week. Um, just a bit of remembrance. And I, we had some really kind messages sent in of all the people who tuned in to, li- to listen to it. And yeah. I just felt it was quite nice. Sean at the end said it was a bit somber, but I felt like it was it was the right mood. Really, it was somber and respectful in all, in all the right ways. I yeah. I would like to think. So, so if you like Batman the Animated Series, we have a little bit of a like a half an hour little chat just about Kevin Conroy and his life and what led up to that. Um, but Sean, we're getting into the movie news this week because I mean, just because we didn't see a movie doesn't mean there isn't movie news. That's the thing. The world keeps on turning. Movie news keeps coming whether we want it or not, quite frankly. <laughs> quite frankly, I'm sick of it. I, I am tired movies. of the whole thing. The format and everything. <laughs> if only we could change the format to review a movie. Okay. So. Shut up. 
So, Sean, we're starting off this week about, with news from Deadpool 3. Now, um, we recently learned that Mr. Huge Jacked Man was Indeed. going to be in this movie with Ryan Reynolds. Um, and, I mean, pretty big deal. You're going to get Wolverine back. You have Ryan Reynolds play Deadpool. But, Sean, we've now learned that Ryan Reynolds, in a report, wants Channing Tatum in Deadpool 3. Sean, no further news on who he's playing, but we're bringing back Gambit news. <laughs> if it's anything except Gambit, what is the point of getting Channing Tatum involved? And why announce that, or why why rumour that at this point? So my question to you, Sean, is um, would you be kind enough to let all the listeners in? Maybe we've had a few list- new Jesus, listeners. Jesus, I'm not expected to do all of this, am I? Not, not the full run-through, but, I mean, in a very brief, why do we think Channing Tatum could be Gambit in so, this movie? For years, since the original X-Men movies were coming out, Channing Tatum has come out and said, I would love to play Gambit. Um, it's heavily rumoured. Fans like him. He, he, he's a good cast for the role. Okay. Then they start doing X-Men First Class. And they're deciding, we're going to do origin stories for a bunch of mutants. Uh, they float this with X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is not a very good movie, and had a different man playing Gambit. Um, and then Taylor all of the origin... Taylor Kitsch. All of the origin movies were scrapped. Okay. Then Days of Future Past happened. And I think at that Comic Con press panel, Channing Tatum came out wearing a Gambit (laughs) t-shirt. And it was like, I'm Gambit now. I'm going to be Gambit in a project. He self-declared himself as Gambit. Yeah. And then he, there was like, then nothing was heard about this for ages. Then it came out that there there were issues with the Gambit script. People weren't interested. It was dropped. It was wiped from the slate. Then the news came out that uh, Channing Tatum (laughs) might try and make it himself because he just really wants to be Gambit that badly. We we covered this like, this was like our first five weeks of doing this show, like four years ago. And it was just for years. It was like, Channing Tatum wants to be Gambit. Channing Tatum wants to be Gambit. He's trying to get it going. He's trying to get it greenlit. He's bringing it to studios. And then eventually it was like, he's going to film it in his own backyard. (laughs) He just wants to be Gambit so much much and it's like and we you know we want him to be gambit as well so i think that him showing up in deadpool 3 could be kind of a final hurrah or what if like it might even but he might not even be gambit he might just be channing tatum so and that Deadpool was, says, you look a lot like Gambit. <laughs> I mean, that would be, that, that would be very Deadpool. Um, I mean, he's even come out and said, once Gambit went away, I was so traumatized. Because <laughs> 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 he just gave up all of his life just to go on his wander. It's like Hugh Jackman being like, I'm Wolverine. I'm Wolverine. Yeah. And they just can't get it off the ground and nobody wants to do the movie. Because Channing Tatum is a big name. Like, especially back in like 2016, 21 Jump Street, all those movies were coming out. He was a pretty fucking big deal. Yeah, and he was in Magic Mike, so he was built. Like, he he had the physicality, he had the look, he had the passion, he had the drive. And yeah. just no one would give him nobody the fucking wanted, script. Nobody wanted to do a movie. So, I mean, to me, I feel like if they don't cast him as Gambit... I think, what are you doing? I, I, wouldn't it be so cool? Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. You have Channing Tatum as Gambit, just for one all time. I think you gotta bring him back just to, just to give him that feeling. He's been missing yeah. for years. And like, they're like, we don't really know what this is gonna be about. This whole um, movie, but it could be like a, a road trip kind of scenario. And they like, even if you just go through New Orleans for a little bit, and they run into Gambit. Mm. And he's just like, oh, okay. And then, like, he used to be Taylor Kitsch. He, that's who played him in the X-Men Origins Wolverine. So I guess they could address that. But fucking let Channing Tatum be Gambit just once in his life. <laughs> just just give him that sweet, sweet feeling of just having something to do. Because, <laughs> yeah, has has he been doing much since... I mean, Magic uh, Mike 3 is coming out. Like, it's not a case of the, I mean, something to do in terms of superhero stuff. Cause I, I also think he's coming, he has a new movie coming out that's like, um, I don't know if it's a diehard thing, but it's like, it's an action movie. Anyway, from the maker of Deadpool 2, the director of Deadpool 2. So, right, okay. Uh, and he's going to be starred in that. So he would probably be involved in all that world. Um, I do. He had a cameo in Free Guy as well, I think. He just, he popped did, up yeah. For that. 
Um, and so him and Ryan Reynolds are, I would say, pretty good friends. I, I think this is the perfect time to bring him in. I think Remy LeBeau coming in just, yeah. and technically he's dead in the Marvel Universe because Deadpool is that also was, now in Marvel. What a fucking like upgrade, by the way. To be like, oh, I was going to be in like the now defunct Fox X-Men universe, but now I'm Gambit in the MCU. <laughs> and they can't take that away from him unless they do the thing of, well, it's a Deadpool movie, so it doesn't matter. Like, anything can happen. He could, Maybe. It's just a now, weird fucking ulterior universe. Now, Channing Tatum is 42 at the minute. Do you think that's too old for Gambit? I, I, don't think, I, mean, I mean, the man lo- is looking well. I've, oh, he's looking I, well. I wish I'm I looked sure that good at 42. Absolutely. You know, he could absolutely play it down to like mid-30s I'd say but like if he's to have a, like if they want to do the whole relationship between Gambit and Rogue then the age gap might start to be a thing because Rogue Sean I'm going to come out and maybe say that they probably aren't going to go that deep I think they just want him in no, as Gambit Connor please this is this is set in stone he's <laughs> going to be Gambit just, forever they, and ever I think in their heads they just see the Graham Norton couch and they just see Channing Ryan Hugh Jackman and then My they go gosh. okay let's print money <laughs> Do you think is ra- okay? So then, who's the next after Channing Tatum and Hugh Jackman come back or yeah. come for the first time in Channing's case? Is there anyone left that is like, oh, I'd like to see them come back? Oh, Ma- maybe um, McAvoy. Maybe McAvoy. No, I think Fastbender. We got to go with Fastbender, but I don't think they're going to bring Fastbender back because if you bring Fastbender, you got to bring McAvoy. It's like a one-two deal. Because, yeah, also, they're best friends. So exactly, exactly. They won't do it without but, each other. <laughs> but also, I do, I think they want to go a different direction with the main team. Um, Fair. I, see, I still think they're thinking it's more just so, because it's the Deadpool movie, it doesn't matter. You can just do whatever you want. Yeah. But, but, but like, if it's the MCU, it has to have some level of, no, this, this, mm. is, this will stick. I don't think Wolverine is going to stick, but... I, I don't know how much play Wolverine is going to have in the Deadpool movie. Like, whether Apparently, he's in it for a bit. There, there is also rumours that uh, Owen Wilson will be coming back as Agent Mo- Mobius in Deadpool. Right. As TV, the TVA agent who flattens out the time streams, but who also at the end of Loki is like, maybe we can just do some stuff. Yeah. Uh, right. So then, but also there's but there's multiple versions of him as well. Is the thing <laughs> there's multiple uh, versions of everyone, so you could just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So what? The, like the the the, the Deadpool because Dead, yeah because Deadpool at the end of Deadpool two has Cable's time device, so he can yes. shift through time, and he goes back and he changes a bunch of things in the time stream, and then I guess that's how he winds up in the MCU. Like the TVA are just like, oh, you fuck this one, so we're just putting you here. And, and I think they're like, go probably do a joke where he like ends up in, I don't know, like Fantastic Four 2005 or like The Rise of the Silver Surfer or one of those like mid 2000s or like Electra, <laughs> like a mid 2000s movie that like nobody remembers, but he just ends up on the set of that. Then he ends up in Days of Future Past and he's like, hang on, I know someone here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, so Deadpool is slated to re- release uh, November 8, 2024. So two years down the line. But I mean, pretty big news if Channing Tatum is coming back in. Um, yeah. I, like, honestly, excited? I would love it for him. I'm very excited. I'm actually, I am looking forward to that movie. Um, Will you see it? If, probably not. You probably won't see it for maybe Not on time on anyway. <laughs> what, November 8th? I'll probably see it Christmas Eve and we can talk about it then. <laughs> we'll do the review then. Hot off the press. <laughs> um, Sean, we're moving. <laughs> he just gave me a look. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> Fuming. Really upset. You know what makes this even better is Sean was away today and he came back on a bus and it was a really long journey, so he's in a really good mood. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I'm just poking the bear. <laughs> and you know, I wasn't going to address it. And I, also, I owned up to the movie thing straight away in the <laughs> intro. But I'm just, I'm not allowed to forget it, apparently. <laughs> no, it's fine, wanna, Connor. Continue. I want to see if I can crack him. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm I'm half cracked already. Oh, yeah. Um, Sean, I know what's going to cheer you up, is I've got some plot details. No, sorry, I just want to say, before before this headline is even announced, I want to go on record as saying I don't like this But I've got the plot details of Indiana Jones 5. The plot details? Yeah. 
Okay, hit me with I, I, I know, because you were saying to me, how are they going to do this movie? And this is a genuine discussion. I'm not even just trying to set you up. I have found out what the movie's about. Right, what's it about then? So... <laughs> Just get on with it. <laughs> so in the last one, he met aliens, right? That's just, yeah. that's a thing. But now Empire Magazine has revealed new plot details uh, about Indiana Jones 5 that we are thinking, how are they going to pull this off? Well, let me tell you, they're going to bring back the old, the old classic Nazis. Yes. Um, He's Sean, back fighting Nazis. He, the movie is set in 1969. Uh, Indiana Jones is an old man who feels even more out of time in an era of astronauts and space exploration. Having been somewhat more interested in the history and secrets hidden on Earth. Sounds like the plot of National Treasure, if you ask oh, me. Oh, I'm back on However, board. However, the appearance of some ex-Nazis stirs Indiana into action. (laughs) So, here's the thing, Sean. The moon landing program was in 1969, and it was run by a bunch of ex-Nazis. And this movie's about how ex are they? Because, you know what I mean? Indy's around, he's thinking... I don't think these guys are ex-Nazis. And then he's got to come back out of retirement for one last job. So he breaks into NASA and kicks the yes. shit out of some ex Kicks the shit scientists. out of a bunch of Nazis. Right. Classic indie. I don't think that's... But I like. I don't know if that's a selling point. Is that, oh, there's Nazis in this one, though. You like the the ones with the Nazis in them. You like those movies. Um, also, just canonically, Indiana Jones' birthday is, 18, is in 1899. Uh, yeah. So this is a full-on 70-year-old Indiana Jones yeah, canonically doing all of this. Yeah. D- does that not excite you? But also, he's a, he's a 70-year-old man in 1969. <laughs> like, 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 a 70-year-old man now could have all the fucking vitamins under the sun, you know? Yeah. And have, you'd be replaced with cyborg But like he parts. was alive in the 1800s in this, yeah. in this <laughs> timeline. In this time, like yeah, like he and he's been through wars, and like he's breathed in a lot of dust mm. and debris, and been punched and shot, and uh, I can only imagine horribly ill throughout his mm. entire life. <laughs> and then he met aliens in the he jungle. Did. With he John did, and Hurt. He just, he's just been kind of coasting on that for a, quite a few years at this point. Yeah, because the last one was set in the fifties, wasn't it? Eh. Uh, Yes, I th- no. I think it was. I think it was. It was like they, yeah, it was after World War Two. Yeah, and it was like the 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 you got the greasers and you got you got all all of the the rebel yeah. without a cause stuff set in nineteen fifty seven. So this is twelve years after the events of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which came out in two thousand and six. So like was like sixteen years our time. Yeah, two thousand eight. It came out. Two thousand eight. Okay. So I mean, so, like, Sean, does this movie plot make you more or less excited about this movie that apparently we covered a few weeks ago has been getting very bad reviews from critical responses? I mean, like, it, it's not a selling point to me to be like, well, there's ex-Nazi scientists in it. It's kind of like, so, um, it's kind of like Marvel with like Hail Hydra. Like, they're doing, yeah. like, the space program, but they're all Nazis secretly underneath it. And then he's the only one that can see it. Yeah. But, like, and... and yeah. And, look, the, and look the, 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 the US did, you know, take a lot of ex-Nazi scientists and, like, put them to work because they were scientists and they knew science and how to build things. Mm. Um, and I think we can all agree the Nazis were bad. I don't think that I should think, be a I feel like that should be statement. a universal. I don't, I don't think that should yeah. be a debate, really. So, by all means, have Indiana Jones fight Nazis. But, like, we we know that the, the man lands on the moon at the end. Do you think, right, do you think there will be a scene where Indiana Jones is on a, some kind of rocket and it's about to take off and yeah. he has to get off of it just in time? <laughs> It's one of those like really, like it's one of those really old, like slow leaps. (laughs) Like he's like really having to do a run up to try and make the three foot gap. How much action is going to be in this? Really? Oh, oh, a lot of whip work. You can do a lot with a whip because I just have to move if he's whipping. How? Yeah, this is another thing, right? Part of the charm 
of Indiana Jones is that he was just a man in various foreign locations with a whip and a gun. How does that fly in 1969 when the Nazis you're hunting are NASA research scientists, presumably in some kind of office or well, campus? In, in my in my head, what they are like, you're like they're like you're gone rogue, you're gone rogue, Indiana. You don't even know what you're talking. But he's like, they're all fucking Nazis, man. They're do you all think, bad. Well, they do the line of like, oh, you're you're. He's an old man. He's losing his mind. He's, he's losing he's, his mind. He's remembering and then, the old days. But, but Sean, but Sean, it'll be too late. By the time they realise he was correct all along, possibly the last 20 minutes of the movie. Can I, can I make a call? Go can for I it. De- de- okay. So there's going to Indiana Jones is going to come. He's going to, he's going to pitch all of the, the Nazi stuff early on in the film to it's someone. So early. Like, I'm talking the first 30 minutes. Like, head of NASA. I don't care. But, <laughs> and then, and they're going to laugh him out of the building. They're going to be like, Indy, yeah. you're, you're, you're a senile, you're old. Get out of here, you prick. And then, <laughs> He's going to come across, he's going to do some research, he's going to see a bunch of pictures of scientists with head Nazis and all this kind of thing. And then he's going to be shocked. He's going to reach for the phone. He's going to hesitate. The camera will pan over to a whip and a fedora hat. Oh, shit. And you will hear the iconic Indiana Jones theme song play. Yeah. That is exactly a shot that is going to happen in that film. (laughs) And he has to have to look in the mirror. And he looks at himself like, can I still do this? Can I, yeah. am I up to this anymore? Yeah, and it's going to be, and in the corner of the mirror is like a, a picture of him and his dad when he was younger. <laughs> yes, this is the best, worst idea I've ever had, yes. That, now I have to see the film because I need to it know sounds that like, It sounds like an Oscar winner. I think this could be a great idea. Um, Sean, look, Nazis are running the space program. Indiana Jones has got to punch them. It's better than Aliens. That's what I'll give it. I will give it that it's better than Aliens. It is wild that we have to dial it back a whole bunch because we put aliens in the last one. Yeah, at that point, anything you do is better. If he if he doesn't encounter aliens, then it might be a more coherent script. Not by the audience reviews so far. <laughs> true. true. I would be interested to know the audience reviews of the last one, like when they released it in 2008, like when they did the fucking press screenings and shit. And people were like, yeah. this is... This is weird. <laughs> I don't know if this is the same movie. This is not what I grew up watching. Yeah, uh, this is initial a reactions strange. mixed to Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> Some described it as not worth the nineteen-year wait. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> That's always a good review. Um, so, Sean, we're going to have to move on to our next piece of news, and I have some pretty good ones now because you actually predicted this. A little while ago, a few weeks ago, Did I? we were talking about Harry Potter. We and were. we were talking about how Warner Brothers wanted to make another franchise and about yep. 15 more franchises. Um, but the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child adaption is now being pushed by Warner Brothers CEO David Zaslav, our favourite man. The Zaz. The Zaz is <laughs> back. Every week he comes up with something that's more robotic. <laughs> So we're going to adapt the cursed child, the stage play that is bafflingly confusing yes. and objectively bad from what I've yes. heard. Yeah. They also, <laughs> David Zaslav, if you haven't been keeping up, we've covered him a few times in the last few weeks. He has gotten outspoken, has he, at Warner Brothers. Um, he's a CEO and he's come yep. out and said such great lines as, we want to make this a franchise. We don't just want to do one. And... We gotta somehow make th- as many movies of this as possible. <laughs> so many we good ones. We wanna make good movies. <laughs> he never once said, let's make it a good one. He was just like, how do we make more money by doing this? Yeah, and so they announced that after Fantastic Beasts, which is also, that's a series that hasn't finished, but has been declining in quality and reviews since oh, the first Oh, they're not doing the out. next one, just to let you they're know. Not- Oh, Grant, so they're just scrapping that and moving straight on so to Cursed so Child. So they got three movies into the set of the five and they cancelled it because they realised it wasn't very good and now their plan is to do more. Do you want to know something that happens in The Cursed Child? So you remember <laughs> Cedric Diggory, right? Oh, I he remember was, him. He was played by uh, Robert Pattinson. Batman. And Batman. And he was widely regarded as a very nice man who just wanted to help people and be sound, generally. He yeah, dies he in nice. the fourth book. Uh, 
it's been years. I don't care. <laughs> and then <laughs> it can't be a spoiler. And then this, and, and and Voldemort comes back, and everything like that. So, what happens is in the cursed child, Harry Potter's son, Albus Severus Potter, named after two of the bravest men he ever knew, two of the bravest men I've ever known, travels back in time, despite all of the time turners canonically being destroyed in Order yeah. of the Phoenix. Travels back in time and saves Cedric from his death in the Triwizard Tournament. And now, time streams, knock-on effects happen. Nice man Cedric, everyone's friend, wants to look out and help everyone, lovely Hufflepuff lad, becomes one of the top Death Eaters in Voldemort's <laughs> army. It's, it's a bit iffy, is what I would say. Because what that says is that if this nice man hadn't been killed when he was 15... Yeah. He would have gone on to become one of the top wizard Nazis. So of you're the saying world. his death was was ultimately a good thing that ultimately nice a boy great Cedric. thing yeah. for yeah. the entire world. Well, you know? here so this is what really per- piqued my interest is that they're eyeing a big screen adaption of the stage play, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, because they just want that Harry Potter name um yeah. on a movie. Uh, Fantastic Beast doesn't have the name. They need the name in the title so that they can put it there. So people um, know Harry Potter, the one yeah, you like. This, this is the one you like. There's and Nazis in this one. <laughs> Going to a recent report by Puck News. Producer, and Sean, this is really where I'm getting a bit confused. Toby Emmerich. Now, is producer Toby Emmerich related to Mr. Roland Emmerich, director of Moonfall and every disaster movie since 1995? Toby Emmerich. (laughs) Uh, If he is, that is outrageous. Family. Family. Parent is Andre Emmerich. He has a brother named Noah Emmerich. No. Oh, Noah Emmerich is, uh, he's in The Truman Show. Uh, he's, he's, he's an actor. He's an actor's actor. Uh, he's in, okay. he's in Super 8. He's in, yeah, he's in a whole bunch of stuff here. Um, but I don't think they're related to Roland Emmerich. <laughs> is the thing. Good, good. No, look, that, I would hold that against him. If he was, so I'm I'm glad he's not. Um, but because we all know, Roald Emmerich, enemy yeah. of the pod, uh, enemy of the pod, absolutely. Can I also just say, Toby Emmerich, um, formerly was the chairman of Warner Brothers Pictures. <laughs> Pretty good, good stuff, Toby. Um, he had planned to transform the hugely successful show into an epic two film adaption. Sean, we're not Love. just getting one; we're getting two. Split it for no reason. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Make more money. Um, as per the report, uh, Emmerich brought up an idea that had been pitched before, a potential two-film adaption of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Uh, it's an original five-hour stage play, um, and it obviously has become a bit of a smash hit, but now they're going to bring it back for not only just the one, it's going to be a part one, part two scenario, Sean. Are you looking forward to this, or is this just, this was always going to happen, we are just kind of waiting Waiting I think he, I think it was only a matter of time once J.K. Rowling put out new Harry Potter media into the world mm. that they were going to, you know, milk it for all it's worth, for want yeah. of a better term. Mm. Um, but I don't like it because it's it's not good. It's not objectively very good. The Cursed Child. Um, so if film one does terribly. Do we still have to make and release film two? Yes. <laughs> so you're just leaving, leaving a part one like a massive cliffhanger? And just like, Cedric, you're so nice these days. Wow, you're why are you wearing that cloak? Oh my god. To be continued. And then we just never see any more. So everyone just thinks Cedric is just taking a new fashion sense. Maybe, yeah. And then we have to wait a year and a half two years to find out anything and ultimately they'll cancel it for a tax break perhaps <laughs> David Zaslav will be like no I want a new shinier take also there's the whole problem of if you start doing a movie in the middle of like a Broadway play and if it's still on I think you kind of hinder the play so and they're making yeah. fucking bank off that so It'd be weird, but then the logic must be that we'll make more money doing the two movies than we will for running the play into the ground for the next five years. Maybe the play isn't doing particularly well at the minute. I think it it normally is. They must be fucking making shit tons of money. There's always people there. They must milk it for like everything it's worth, really. 
Yeah, I mean, how, but okay, but then what about the actors in the play? Do they play the characters on the stage on the film? No, not at all. Do you cast that? You are not getting Daniel Radcliffe back for. Oh this. no, Daniel Radcliffe is not coming back. <laughs> but then again, do you do it if he's not? If he doesn't. Like, if he doesn't come back in somebody else's Harry Potter, unless you make it so that he's not in the movie, somehow. I think he's in it for a bit. I he's think in he the saves book, the, or he yeah, he's in the play. Yeah, I think he, he saves the day at the end, probably. That's Probably, that's I does, mean, it makes he? it. I think, I think the son mostly saves the day, but then it's a thing of, like, the two of us did it. Because we are both Potters, aren't we? Yeah, but, like, also, there's a really good video. It's by a YouTube channel just called Sean. And it's it of just course. breaks down. <laughs> look, what can I say? We're we're a smart bunch, but he just breaks down J.K. Rowling's like writings, and like the whole thing in Harry Potter is like, oh, the Ministry is corrupt and bad. But Harry Potter's big dream is to be like a Harry wizard Mist. detective working for the government. Yeah, like and and they're like, the, oh, and the house elves are slaves. Oh, but they like being slaves, so it's fine. Yeah. It's like, no, this is this is wrong. This mm, is bad. Mm. Yeah, Harry Potter th- owns a house. He owns a creature. Like, that is his servant. Yeah, but he's nice to it, Sean. Okay? He's one uh, of the yeah. nice slave owners. But the, the, he, the, any slave owner is a bad slave owner, is what I would say. Make your own toast, Harry, you prick. Yeah, you little... Use some magic, you ball bag. <laughs> you can just make magical toast. Just look at some fucking bread and cook it. Just do some fucking spell or something. And also, you're either good or evil in a Harry Potter story. Yeah, you can't like, be in so good no in the middle. There's no grey characters. Unless you're Snape. Snape's in the middle, Sean. No, Snape is bad. Snape is always bad. He's yeah, always a but, prick. Yeah, but he just does it for love, Sean. No, he, does he does it doesn't. for love. There's no love there, Connor. <laughs> just pure animal lust. Jesus Christ, no, no. <laughs> Moving uh, on. We're moving on, John, to our next piece of news. And I have news from Netflix as they are looking to do um, a Chronicles of Narnia movies. They're looking for reboots of the Chronicles okay. of Narnia. Um, and they, uh, first of all, I read this and I was like, why are you, why are you doing this? Um, but apparently they put it into development back in 2018, so a long time ago, I, I can barely remember that. But what really caught my eye is they've found someone to direct them, and they're looking at Greta Gerwig to direct the Chronicles oh, of Narnia movies. That's actually, that's quite a good choice, I would say. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, the, so the, Chron- the, the Chronicles of Narnia movies were like, they were fine for the most part. First one was good, and then no one saw the other two. Um... Yeah, but I think like if it was a Netflix series or anything like that that they were thinking of doing, that could work really well. I I think they're looking towards movies more than series. Really, um, even well, even then with Greta Gerwig, I, I'd be on board. So they, they're but, looking for Greta to direct the first two movies in the franchise. Right. Okay. And like Netflix exclusive kind of a deal Netflix exclusive kind of thing yeah so she's going to be directing the two of them that's I mean Sandman is really good so if they did anything (laughs) like Sandman Sandman, but for Narnia then it's like oh oh because Narnia is a magical world Connor there's so much going on there yeah there is I mean do you bring McAvoy back as as the satyr Whatever his uh, yes. fucking name is. <laughs> yes. Mr. Tumnus. He's Mr. Tumnus in that. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, I would say only bring McAvoy back. Everyone else is I, I feel, hand-drawn. Like, so this this is one of those storylines where I was like, I don't really care. Like, Chronicles of Narnia, move, two movies are coming to Netflix. I probably won't watch them. It's absolutely fine. And then Greta Gerwig gets involved and I'm like... Oh shit, it's someone really good. <laughs> yeah, she's really got a good. certain mystique where like anytime she's attached to a film, I'm like, what that you wouldn't get her for no reason, would you? Yeah, like, that's the thing. like and I don't think she would sign up for no reason. Like she's no. that talented that she like if she signs up, it's normally a sign of success. So that's why the Barbie movie still makes no fucking sense with like yeah. her and Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling all signing up. And nobody knows what it's about. Nobody's seen a trailer. It's just, it's still shrouded in mystery. Nobody knows exactly if it's going to be good or bad, but we can only assume it'll be good. All the evidence we have says it's going to be good. Every attached part of that machine is good. 
So I can only assume but, she's built a Porsche. But the idea is really terrible. <laughs> yeah, like when they announced the Barbie movie, we were like, ah, oh, this will never work. But yeah. now we're like, I'm very excited to see the Barbie movie. <laughs> it, just for the sheer, like, what the fuck are they going to do? Like, what's all? happening? <laughs> yeah, what's happening? Um, so, Sean, I mean, would you watch a, a Chronicles of Narnia reboot? Or is this one of those that might be lost to the wayside? Uh, I'd probably give it a go, to be honest. Um mm. uh, Weirdly, I'd probably be more likely to watch a series than a movie, which I know is a longer time commitment. Mm. But I just feel like... I can give it an episode and decide rather than locking in for two and a half You're thinking hours. of kind of like um, a Lord of the Rings kind of style of what they're yeah. doing now. Yeah, like a Rings of... Well, actually the opposite because I don't like Rings of Power, but I really like the Lord <laughs> okay. of the Rings movies. So. Or like a House of the Dragon. There we go. There yeah. we go. There have we go. Have you seen yet? You have? I've seen all of it. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's pretty class. good. It's so, so good. good. It's, it's so good. good. I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it for people. No Fuck, spoilers, it's good. but boys, if you haven't seen it and you liked Game of Thrones until the last season, go watch that, man. Go watch that. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. Episode 8 is probably still the best one. I think it's like the most watched episode of all time on HBO Max or some shit. That, I mean, I believe it. Meanwhile, Rings of Power is like the most expensive show ever made. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Speaking of expensive, Sean, actually, oh. I have some news about the Fast X movie. Because I know you're excited um, about Fast X and it's coming out next year. Yeah. But I, there's news that's come out. Is that Fast X is set to be one of the most expensive movies ever made as it's now 70% over its original budget. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's too much money. <laughs> it's almost too much. So according to the to the to news outlets, the budget for Fast X has now ballooned to an eye-watering three hundred and forty million dollars. <laughs> that is pushing the most expensive movie ever made, which I believe is Pirates of the Caribbean at R- World's End. No, it, it's um, the Tides one. What's the name? What's the Tides? On Stranger one? Tides. On Stranger Tides was made for four hundred and twenty million dollars. Good God. Yes, they thought that movie would make 420 million back. So they, they made it... What was that, like the fifth one or the fourth that was, one? That was the fourth one. The fifth one then was Salazar's Revenge or Dead Men Tell No Tales. Of course, but like the fact that they made that for 420 million and they were like, yeah, this will work. Yeah, ob- like obviously, it, yeah. this is good. And that barely crossed a billion to put like, that into context, Avengers Endgame cost, I think, $360 million to make. So, yeah. I mean, still $60 million less dollars than the... At, no, what's the Tides one? <laughs> the uh, Tides was... Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Rise uh, of the or, Tides. Rise of Tidewalker. Uh, $1 billion, <laughs> $1.04 billion for Unstranger Tides. Yeah. Oh, they actually made the money back, but fuck me, was that, was that a bit of a stretch? Um, the Avengers Endgame, 370, Fast X, 340. Are we thinking of the same level of maybe box office back? Fast 10? It has to make 3.2 billion to make, to break even. That's, yeah. I, I think, no, it probably won't, to be fair. No. Um, but, I, I think it will be more expensive than Endgame. I think they will actually aim for that as a studio because that's a good headline. Mm. Um, thing with the like the big cast though, and Endgame had it as well. Is that you are paying a lot for your actors as well. So that's the reason why. So it's due to the salaries for all of the A-list stars and the drama behind the scenes, which is why it's yeah. caused so much money. So if I doesn't remember, Justin Lin was down to direct it and he suddenly walked away from the project back in April following a major disagreement with Mr. Vinnie Diesel. Um, apparently during a four-person meeting, Diesel reportedly arrived with notes, something Justin Lin was understandably unhappy with considering he believed the script was finished um, the meeting yeah. reportedly ended with a slam door with sources saying that Justin finally had enough and said this movie is not worth my mental health and then he left fully respect that by the way <laughs> uh, get out of that scenario <laughs> so not only are they now charged they probably have to cost more money to then reshoot some of the movie you also then have to hire a new director um, then you also have to keep all of the A-list stars that you currently have because remember Jason Momoa is the villain in this one but I'm pretty sure John Cena's coming back and you have Brie the other like 10 members Brie Larson is in this and Charlie's Theron 
Like, yeah, it's racking up. And, like, the longer the movie isn't made, the more you're just paying these people to hang around and stay on retainer, basically. Mm. Also, um, I'm pretty sure Vin Diesel got a pay rise after the Of course last he did. One. Of course, course he did. did. He's working so hard. Vin is, Vin is the main man, the main man behind the scenes keeping the film going. So to give you an idea of the cast, we have starring Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, you forget, he's going to cost a bit. Mm. Michelle Rodriguez, she's going to cost a bit. Tyrese Gibson, maybe not as much. Uh, Ludacris, oh, he's not coming back oh. for less. Momoa, uh, Jordana Brewster, Brie Larson, Natalie Emmanuel, um, Michael Rooker's in this, Cardi B, Helen Mirren, Charlize Theron. You Daniela don't get Melchior. Helen Mirren for cheap. <laughs> Helen's coming, but, but see, the thing about that is it's like two days for her. You get her in for two days, she does her scene, then she fucks off home. It's fucking good two days, though. You know? Oh, that's a pretty good one. Um, but like the cast alone, three hundred and forty million dollars on a movie that's ten, mo- like the tenth movie in a series. I, yeah, it's balls to the wall insane. If you ask me, it's 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 quite to use a character's name, ludicrous uh, <sighs> that that much money would be spent on the project and more to come. It sounds like. Uh, oh yeah, I'm wondering at what point they like. They, they run out of money or is there just unending bank accounts for this project I see it's one of those where you don't really know like I can't. do you know what would be great is that they run out of money and they're like fuck we have to just somehow manage to get through the rest of this production and then at the 11th hour Dwayne Johnson comes in and finances the rest of the project <laughs> on condition that he on screen gets to kill Vin Diesel <laughs> To beat him to death with his own hands. And say, I win. And then he cuts the credits. <laughs> he looks into the camera and he's like, I win, Vin. I win. They have a lot of scenes where he just shows his true height. Because Vin Diesel is like, what, yeah. six foot? And The Rock's six six. But in the movies, they're the same height. Because Vin Diesel's like, gotta shoot it so that we're the same. So nobody knows. Nobody knows I'm smaller than The nobody Rock, the, the biggest man in the world. That's fine to be smaller than that man. <laughs> it's not like you're like 5'4 and he's 5'7. It's like, he's The Rock. It's like He's a head and a half taller. Like he, he's, I mean, it's it's a good half a foot taller than you, Vin. Just, just leave it. It doesn't matter at that point. But, you know, it's just for patient. That's kind of funny. Um, speaking, actually, of Pirates of the Caribbean, Sean, oh. I have news of Margot Robbie's Pirates of the Caribbean movie oh yeah um, i forgot this was happening uh, it's no longer happening <laughs> oh dear well look i'm no worse off am i <laughs> <laughs> so if i wasn't keeping up uh part of the caribbean obviously there was the whole thing with a man called johnny depp yes it, it, that didn't go down very well so then they decided they were going to green light another Pirates of the caribbean movie that was going to be headed by margot robbie um and she was going to lead the franchise yeah so they, she was very excited. She came out and was like, "It's pretty good." And uh, they ha- it had a they had a good idea. And it was all set, but the movie is now no longer happening. Um, as it was just cancelled, basically, it kind of just ran out of legs. And so maybe she's busy doing other shit. Yeah, or maybe yeah, and maybe they're just like, "Let's give the pirates franchise a break for a bit. Maybe reconvene in a couple of years when you can really, really make a good one, rather than yeah. just let's make the next one." And so, I mean, the idea is that now there's people coming up, Sean, maybe online, may, maybe in whispers, Johnny Depp could oh. be back. I mean, if so? Margot's out and yet there's no Pirates of the Caribbean, it's going to be like a different movie and they're definitely going to make another one because they have to print money somehow. Sean, can you see it happening? I mean, I, mean, I can always see them making another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Um, I will watch it. I'm part of the problem. Um, <laughs> I know you like pirates. <laughs> I love pirates. It's, it's the, they're the best. Uh, fic- not, they're not even fictional. But the fictional version of pirates is way cooler mm. and nicer than what actual pirates were. Um, yeah. But I like. I don't know if the response to the last two Pirates of the Caribbean movies were what they expected. Um, I don't know if that's if they can do, you know, another one. Because that original trilogy, I maintain, is unreal. Uh, we've had a discussion, Sean. The first had, one's so good. This. First one's great. First, first one's, one's great. so good. 
Second one, as good. Oh, I mean, that is just lunacy. First Third one, one so good. as good. They're all as good as each other. They only That's get better, true. I would say. It's just not true. It's factually correct, Connor. It's so okay. good. <laughs> um, but like, do you see, I mean, like they do, will, they will constantly always make these movies just for the sole reason that they make money. And so then you also then go back to Margot Robbie, if she was to do it, that's pretty great. But they have the cash cow. And I think they'd be mad not to even consider bringing Depp back. Not that I, I even want it, to be honest. I think that ship has sailed. I, 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 oh, put intended. Um, but, um, but just like, just like in general, I feel like just leave it. Do you it's think like, but, it's grand. Could, but could it, could you see a film in the Pirates of the Caribbean universe without Jack Sparrow in it? Do you think that could work? Um, see, I don't know if it would work, but I think they might do it. Like, eventually they'll run out of ideas and they'll be like, let's just try one without them and see if it pays off. Davy Jones' origin movie. Yeah, what are those? Like, and I don't think they'll spend like 420 million on it. Maybe they spend 100 million and they think they might make 200 back. Yeah, yeah. And look, there is as well, like, if they want to do Jack Sparrow, they could just do Young Jack Sparrow. There's a heap of books and comics about Young Jack Sparrow. Um, yeah, the, the issue with that is who do you cast? Uh, Timothy Chalamet. Okay, yeah, you have me. <laughs> he's, <laughs> but he's also charity at the Chocolate Factory, so he's just coming for all he's, of it. He's just getting all Depp's roles. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, and Sweeney of, Todd. Get, get Chalamet. He could, he could be so good. He's so good. It's him and then Alden Ironreich can just take all of Harrison Ford's stuff. Ooh, that's good. And and Tom Holland can fill in when Timothy's away. Yeah, yeah, he'll just drop in for the day. I, f- then- I sometimes feel like they're the same human, but like they were just born on different sides of the Atlantic. Yeah, I feel like they're brothers that were separated at birth. <laughs> yeah. The day is really confused <laughs> when she's like on set of Dune. <laughs> she's like, wait a minute. Um, so, Sean... I got more news in regards to your favourite, so I wanted to follow up a pirate story mm-hmm. with a Spider-Man-based story. Ooh. You're, you're two faves. Um, Spider-Man spin-off series, Silk, Lands Order at MGM and Amazon. Um, so that means Uh-oh. Sony TV are going to be bringing a Silk series to Amazon. It's a bold move. That's a bold move. Mm. So Silk, for those that might not know, is a character called Cindy Moon. Um, she was bit by the same spider that bit Peter Parker. Um, and so she has all of the same powers. Um, and they also have a kind of a weird psychic link and they, they're in love with each other. And it's a whole big thing. But, but, okay, but if, if Sony have sold the rights to Amazon, then doesn't that mean that they can't use Spider-Man in that because of the rules? So, yeah, it's one of those weird ones because Sony owned Silk. So yeah. they are, this is part of their Spider-Man universe that they want to create. All of the Spider-Man adjacent characters that they have. Yeah. So no, all of them except Spider-Man because yeah. Spider-Man is currently in the MCU so they can't use him. But um, So they want to do a Silk series but they don't have their own streaming service. So they're going to go to Amazon and they're going to sell the rights to them to show the Silk series. Um, Angela Kang from The Walking Dead is also set as the showrunner for Silk. Um, So they're coming in. This is a full-on series on Amazon Prime. Um, I don't know how many episodes it's going to be, but they're bringing it as a series. But here's the thing is that this must mean that Marvel passed on this. Because if you were pitching a Silk show... Disney Plus. A Spider-Man adjacent character, surely you pitch it to Marvel for Disney Plus first. But that means... But I, don't, I think they probably didn't want it on Disney Plus because they don't want it in their universe. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I'm th- it's thinking. Like, it's... it's Marvel have no interest in using that character in that way for whatever Sony pitched. But Sony then will sell that the rights of that to Amazon. Which then means that Marvel presumably can't use Silk in their movies. <laughs> but then Sony the can't use them in... Sony presumably couldn't use Silk in their movies about they Spider-Man villains them, and characters. Oh, here, hang on. I'm, I'm, I have my head in my hands. Hang on. They can use what? Silk in the Venom movie. 
and in can the they? Morbius movie. No, if if Amazon own her, can they? Yeah, because they're only just selling the the distribution to Amazon. It's still their character. Right, it's right. Like, okay. It's like Marvel or like, yeah, Marvel uh, having the Deadpool series on Netflix. Right, or okay. like you just kind of sell the rights, but you still own the character. Okay, but then, but okay, but then it's just firmly, it's still in that Sony universe, which I don't care about. Yeah, they they're doing a series strictly for the Sony universe, but Amazon will be their streaming service for when they put it out because they don't want to put it on Disney Plus because then everyone's going to think, where's Tom Holland? Why is he not in this? And where's they don't any want Spider-Man though where's in that series? Spider-Man thing? So, but this also sets a scary precedent that we could be getting lots more Spider-Man adjacent characters popping up on Amazon Prime in their own series. But okay... That's fine, but how do you intro any of those shows without there being a Peter Parker Spider-Man involved? Because most of these, uh, their origins are tied. Especially because Silk's character is like bitten by the same spider. Yeah, like on the same day. (laughs) The same day. She could have been Spider-Woman. And also, actually, this raises a point because there was a lad seen on the set of Craven, who I think is, I think his name is Ezekiel, um, is the character. And he's the one that trains Silk, basically. Because, so what Sony are doing is they're taking all of the mystical spider totem bullshit that was introduced um, during the events of Spider Island and stuff like that. Which I will say does not translate well to film, I do not take. Didn't translate well to comic books either, (laughs) Connor. Good stuff. So Sony are now doubling down on the weirdest, most controversial... (laughs) aspects of the spider-man mythos of course and being like no that's for me that is yeah. for me that that's that sounds good to us i think that could really work on a film i mean it's a bold move i don't think could it's you, going to be could any you try good. to explain to people what the totems are <sighs> i mean it, i mean you don't have to sean but no, even just no, in no, the, no, no, no. In the so, least confusing way possible talk to us like we're idiots the idea is that there is an extra-dimensional god-spider being who imbues certain individuals, and they follow specific archetypes, with spider powers. So there's things like the, the I think it's like the warrior, the bride, the hero, that kind of thing. Um, and there's, just, there's always someone with these powers throughout history, throughout time, throughout universes, all of this. And they're all connected by, I think it's the web of fate or some shit it's called. Um... But the idea Why would be- you look at that and be like, yeah, that's <laughs> rock solid. <laughs> and then there's there's also a character, there's vampires. One of them's called Morlin, and they hunt the spider totems. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then Morlin, there's a really, it was the, one of the first Spider-Man comics I full on bought, uh, rather than just reading what I found. But uh, Morlin kicks the shit out of Spider-Man, eats his eyeball and kills him. And then... <laughs> He's buried, and then this is what happened. I think it was like 2006 or something this happened, is that Spider-Man was carried away by spiders, put in a big cocoon, and then mm. he had a vision quest uh, where he was like, you've been you've been mostly man and part spider. You need to embrace the spider part of your body. Then he was reborn out of the cocoon, and he had the uh, organic webs in the comics at that oh, point. Good. So that's that was how just they their way, that. but wasn't that their way of like matching the Tobey Maguire movie? I think that was kind of kind of what was behind it, where it was yeah, like, okay. let's, yeah, let's make this a bit easier. So um, I think that would really translate well. I, I I feel like that's a really good visual that could really work. It could look, it could, it could work super well, but they can't use Spider Man, and they also there's a whole series, there's a there's a lot of people with spider powers because he's fucking cloned a whole bunch of times, but they can't use any of them because they can't have the original to clone from. Like I would love a Ben Riley TV series. Yeah, that would but you be can't because because he, he's Peter Parker's clone, or maybe he's yeah. Peter Parker depending on who you ask. And also he dresses up as Spider Man, so that's that's a waste because you can't have the Spider Man suit. Can't have a Spider-Man suit. His suit is like it's a blue leotard and a red hoodie. It's very, very but cool. But you literally can't have somebody call him Spider-Man. Scarlet Spider is what he goes by. Okay. Could you could that. get around it like that. Okay. 
But, um, but then for the like the casual observer, they're just like, oh, there's this silk show about a woman with spider powers and there's someone called the Scarlet Spider who dresses a lot like Marvel's Spider-Man. He looks What's really similar to Andrew Garfield, played by Timothy Chalamet. It's really weird. <laughs> I'll give it to Tim. Tim would be a great Tim Scarlet Spider. Tim would have to spider. do it. Um, Sean, we're finishing off this week with James Gunn. Um, he has begun the teasing of what begun. he has planned. Sorry for the DCU uh, in the future future months um, as he is now I mean the co-leader co of the DC uh, movies yep. and all that stuff so he has now teased he just put up one photo uh, on his on his Twitter I think it was and it was just a picture of Mr. Terrific Mr. Terrific yes um, have we talked about Mr. Terrific before? We have done a Hero we, Zero. We have. On we Mr. have. Terrific. I remember Mr. Terrific now. He's got the face thing. He does have the face thing. The T. The T on his face for Terrific. He is also, the, I would say, the fourth or fifth smartest person in all of DC comic books. Um, Man, imagine having a smart person in a DC movie these days. A really interesting character to even attempt to do straight off the bat, because like obviously there's a whole bunch of characters. They don't even ha- they still don't have a Superman kind of. Apparently, the Henry Cavill take is after hitting the bricks because they don't have a writer or director. So. <laughs> but they made Henry do a video. <laughs> Um, but, so Sean what do you think of maybe a Mr. Terrific movie do you, like I think it could be cool but it's also one of those where I wasn't even considering it because he would have been like 7 on my list or like 15 on my list yeah like for people that don't know do you want to give a very brief overview of Mr. Terrific so Mr. Terrific is um, he actually was in Arrow uh, weirdly he was um, and I mean so he's, to, in the most basic way possible, he's just a guy from, um, he's just a guy who decided to start fighting crime. And so he's the smartest, best athlete, best everything he's ever achieved in his whole life. And he basically decides that he needs to eliminate crime where he's from. And he's going to use it with his brains um, and his inventions mostly the T-Sphere, which are very famous. The T-Spheres are kind of, they're a bit MacGuffin-y in comic books in terms of they can do anything. They do um, what they need to do. They can do what they need to do. So he has no powers, per se. He's just got braids. So in that way, he's very similar to Batman um, in that he's just the smartest man in every situation and he comes up with inventions to try and solve problems or like to stop criminals. Um, and right. I, I mean... I do think it probably could work. It, it would be pretty cool to see a full movie, but I don't know what villain you get. I don't know like the level of villain you go with. Um, it's think of like, I mean, a cool thing to do would be have like a Daredevil like series, but he's incredibly smart. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. But what if in what? Okay, so there's a lot of misaligned things in the DC universe at the minute. What if Mr. Terrific just, his his role in his movie or series, whatever it is, is that he just makes a plan and fixes it and he forms like, like a just a new Justice League or a Justice... I that's guess they actually have a really funny he's always the guy in the chair for the Justice League. Well, in my head, that's he's always yeah. the guy in the watchtower and people are coming to him like, so, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here and he's organising teams so that would be cool if he was just like, okay, here's all the pieces. Here's how we put them together. Let's make a plan for the universe. So he's like, he's like us, but for in movie form. Like he's what we've been dying for them to do in like a boardroom, but they're going to do it in movie form. Yeah, like they just be, yeah, like instead of just all the heroes coming together, which I guess like that's traditionally what they would do. But like after the events of whichever Justice League film you want to take as canon, and after all of the issues that have been caused from you know Black Adam and Shazam and all that kind of stuff, and the issues with Aquaman, Mister Terrific comes like just is just basically like, look, we need to get everyone together and talk this out, mm-hmm. and then he like sets up the thing, and then maybe you introduce you know uh, a rival to Mr. Terrific trying to discredit him or something like that. Like, keep it about how smart he is 
rather than he's good at fighting. I also um, have two casting ideas that they could okay. possibly do. Uh, first one, unfortunately, I don't think will happen because he's technically he's in the MCU, and that is Jonathan Majors. I mean, an yeah. excellent, excellent would casting for anything. Good though, wouldn't he? And my second, my second one, Sean, is Mister John Boyega. That would be good. I think John Boyega could be fucking great as a Mister Terrific. Do you think he would do another big franchise, though? Um, I but I think it's slightly different because it's like a superhero thing, right? And like, I mean, I feel like he's after taking a few years out. He's been away away from it for a long time. That and this is kind of like this is one of those projects that they could probably. It's probably going to be a lot smaller because it's not a Batman or a Superman. This this can be like yeah. a, 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 sm- a movie that like is probably a little lower than Aquaman in terms of how much attention David Zaslav is fucking paid attention to it. Yeah, but like he, he, the, the, at the back of it as well though is that like James Gunn is pushing it. Yes, so that is true. It's like clearly he's there for a reason because nothing, not like you don't pick a character like Mister Terrific on accident. You have a plan for him. No, he. there's a reason why he's been chosen. I, I, we don't know why, because, like, as I said, it's one of those that came out of left field. But I'm now in a situation for the first time in years where I'm kind of like, I think James Gunn kind of knows what he's doing, though. He he might... He think he might have yeah. a plan. And he's the master at making underrated characters into fan That's favorites. his thing. Like... Look, yeah. like Guardians the Suicide Squad he's done it countless times now like that, well, and he loves weird fucking characters that like not weird in terms of bad and weird in terms of like characters you wouldn't pick off yeah a, an unusual choice Ratcatcher yeah like, like Ratcatcher 2 it wasn't even Ratcatcher 1 it was Ratcatcher 2 yeah. <laughs> that he chose like the idea that he would do a Mr. Terrific who's way further up the totem pole that he, they, he could do a really great fucking Mr. Terrific movie. But yeah, he he did that post. I'm very much looking forward to see where it goes. Um, but John, I mean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. It's been a week. Look, I'm sorry we didn't get to talk about Black Panther, but I enjoy talking about the news with you, Connor. I like the news, Sean. <laughs> Would you like me to take us out? Yeah, sure, why not? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big shout-outs to everyone over on Patreon who supports the show. Shout-outs, of course, go to Roisin the Wife Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson, Waffles the Magic, David Clark, Sean Chucklin the Wash and It'll Be Grant Jameson, Dominic, Anna Irish Walrus Forever, Helm Roos, Danny McLaughlin, No One's Ever Really Gone, Luke Hoth, Lord Smish, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Buster, Ed Ball, Sean. Connor and Lorraine have added this Patreon nickname intentionally to test Sean's lung capacity. Thanks for that. And Russ, forget those moonwalkers and just walk parfait. The, uh, telling people to change the Patreon names was the worst thing I ever did on this podcast. I think it's a great idea. I, oh yeah, I you were great fun with it. <laughs> but thank you everyone for the support. Absolutely wonderful human beings, each and every one of you. If you want to join those people, the Patreon is linked below, patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Also down there is the merch store, Heroes for Hire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's discussion group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Long. I've been Sean Me. And we shall see you on next week. Bye. Bye. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.